Welcome to What CEOs Talk About. Do you wonder what CEOs talk about behind closed doors? How they bring their vision to reality? How do they overcome and succeed through adversity? We share that and so much more with each episode. Now, let's get started with the show. Hello, everybody. My name is Martin Hunter. I'm the host of What CEOs Talk About Today, part two. Tim Hale and Sumari, thank you very much for being on the show. Thanks for having us again. Again, you again. Me again. Me <laughs> In the studio. So thank you very much for um, Fountainheads for having us over in the studio as well. So what is Tim Knows the Rule? So what's today's show? Uh, so today's show, I want to talk about how there is no such thing as failure. <laughs> Do you agree, Sumer? 100%. Uh, no such thing as failure or the title? Uh, no such thing as failure. Okay, so why are we picking that? Um, I, so we uh, kind of, we're, we're going through this period after COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, we sell a lot of restaurants. We're seeing a lot of, um, a lot of um, kind of partners and, and customers that are having to sh- shut the doors, having to close mm-hmm. down um, and and reading some of the write-ups of what they're doing mm-hmm. um, and how they're, how they're kind of coping with that. Um, they're kind of the mindset of what, what you're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, kind of, it's kind of relevant to what's actually happening in, in our world at the moment. And I think also there's, there's this huge message that's been shared on the economy's doing great companies are really thriving, things are, are really taking place, and, and it's great we've got that message. It's important to breed hope for, for what, what, where things are going, but not every company is going Agreed. through that. And you know? the reality looks very different. For yes. most people, you know, wage subsidies are ending. You know, so many of, you know, we make a lot of products for restaurants, mm-hmm. and they've carried through, and now they're having to make their decision. Do I pay off my debt for the next two years or do I you know, the close the doors? And I think for us, you know, we we're immigrants. Mm-hmm. We've been here 13 years. Um, we have done various businesses. Mm-hmm. And if we stopped at the first one, we could have said that was a failure. Mm-hmm. Or we could have stopped at the second one or the third one. Right? <laughs> but each one. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, yeah. it's it's not a failure; it's a learning curve. Absolutely, yeah. And I think that's the problem is that is that so many times you can look at these situations and go, "Okay, I tried this. Maybe it's your first time trying it as an mm-hmm. entrepreneur. Maybe maybe it's your fourth time trying it as an entrepreneur. And maybe your wife's turning around and saying, listen, honey, I think I think it's time to call it a day.' Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I I mean like." It, we have so many stories of companies where there was the the guys that made the earth water. I don't know if you've seen earth water. Yeah, yeah. And there there was a story that they were that they were um, telling us about their the two of them that had started this company were sitting in this um, was it one of those porter cabins yeah, or something? Yeah, porter cabins. And and the and the wives came together and came into the meeting and said, "Listen, guys, um, I think it's time to call it a day." You know, uh, mm-hmm. and, and which is hard to take, you know, from yeah, someone absolutely. that loves you and you feel responsibility to them and, 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 and what emotions does that bring to you? Um, and ironically, things turned around for them 
very soon after that, wasn't it? it I know, was... and I think that's, you know, I was even, we were talking to our kids last night. I had this discussion with my eight-year-old. She's very clever. But because she's very clever, she does things really quickly and often because she's just ticking the box, right? Mm. So she had a book report to read and she reads phenomenal. She reads at a, you know, 14-year-old level. So she went in, picked a book, read it and wrote the report in 20 minutes. I'd like to hire her. Yes, and, I know. And I know. so I said to her, honey, it's not good enough. It's just not good enough. Because I'm looking we also at know it. what she can do, right? Yeah, because, that's right, that's right. And, yeah. and we're facing this. We're hiring all these people that comes in with this fixed mindset where, oh, I did this really quickly. Oh, I need to be rewarded for the fact that I'm highly intelligent and I could do it in 30 minutes. Or do I challenge her? and say, is, is this truly the best she could do? If you, because she, she cries, she's like, why don't you just tell me it's great? I'm like, honey, it's not great. You could do this or you could go back, really look at it. And if you then want to come to tell me and your teacher, this is the best I could do, we would take it. Mm -hmm. But go back, look at it. And she came back with a brilliant report, mm. right? But because you, I, and I think that's the thing is like this growth versus fixed mindset. Absolutely. You know, you can have a company and that's what we try. It's like, you know, it's like Jack Welsh that blew up his company, his the first roof. factory at GM. Very few people know this. Jack Welsh becomes the CEO of GM, mm -hmm. but he actually, when he started, they blew up a factory. But they had a growth mindset mm -hmm. and they kind of encouraged that. And that, you know, yeah, he made a mistake, but... Yeah. in supporting him in forgiving him in encouraging that okay well you were trying to do something so let's go through what we're trying to do can we fix it we use the term transactional and transformational yeah, yeah. so what i'm hearing you is your daughter's name and her name is ariel no way yes, yes. <laughs> my daughter's two le's two yes. le's yeah my daughter. I know, I know, I know. I know. You said it. You said it earlier. Yeah, I was like, like oh, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll keep going. Well, yeah. Ariel, double L E, yeah. uh, has she plays rugby and she's really good at it. And said, hard work pays off. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And so, do you want at practice transform yourself yeah. for game time? Yeah. Or do you just want to like your daughter Ariel? Yeah. Just tick the box and be transactional. I got to do this. Here's the output. I got to do this now. I'm not saying that everybody should be transformational all the time, but sometimes you have to be transactional. You say, well, I got a job to do and here's the output and here's the measurement. But the process is as important, or the journey is as important as the arrival, right? And so- Well, yeah. it's more important. Yeah, Honestly, absolutely. I think that's the thing is that we place this emphasis on, you know, and even for our kids, they think, oh, I just, I need the good grade. It's not the grade, mm -hmm. it is learning how to study effectively. Those are the skill sets that is important. Right. And that's what we focus on. Yeah, it's the skill like, set, not the outcome. Yeah, and it's enjoying that journey as well. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, yeah, sometimes there's transactional things that you go through, but now you look at that transactional thing that you're, that you're taking place. So say, for instance, you know, like in our, in our business, you're, you're, you're sat on the bottling line. So you're just one part of 
this line that's taken place. So, so you could never been on the bottling oh, line. No, no, I shall stand up for myself here. I have been on the bottling line right at the beginning um, where everybody forgot. Um, but you know, you can look at that situation and you, mm -hmm. can, you could look at it as this is transactional. I am stuck here. I'm not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Or you can look at that situation and go, watch what's happening down the line. Mm -hmm. Learn what's taking place. Learn what other people are doing. Excel at that one job that you're doing. Do the best that you can possibly do. And then go to your boss and be like, can I try one of the other bits? Mm -hmm. Start to learn about the entire line so that by the time you look to, to extend yourself either in this position or in another position, you have created this person that is enjoying just the transactional moments because you understand by learning these bits, it's going to lead to a bigger place. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, often like in sales, some of the best salespeople are the ones that really know everything that happens within that business. That's my brother. My brother has been selling carpet, industrial carpet, one meter by one meter square for the past 22 years. Yeah. He is VP of Canada. Now they've got, now he's got all the West Coast. He's got, and it's, he understands Everybody, he knows everybody in the Georgia factory. He works for Milliken Carpets. Mm -hmm. And he knows absolutely everybody. And I think that the key, I think, as well, is when you're transformational, you have this inside-out look about, I want to treat people the way that I want to be treated. Mm -hmm. And if you have a very transactional mindset, then you go to saying, Tim, hurry the hell up. Like, why is the output not going? Instead of going, hmm, I wonder why Tim is not performing today. Yeah. And you go, oh shit, him and Sumeri had a big fight last night. You know, he was telling me and it's it's affecting him. Hey, dude, how many cultural, emotional points do you get as a leader, owner, whatever, to saying, okay, yeah, you know, oh wow. And then next time, Tim is gonna say, you know what, Martin was really cool with him. He needs a hand, he needs somebody to stay on the bottling line an extra 10 mm -hmm. minutes or just show up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just even asking that question was, you know, I'm a 100% red personality. Mm -hmm. So, uh, do, you, do you understand the term? Yes. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I, I, so let's, let's please explain, explain the term. Yeah. OCDIs. Because yeah. uh, a lot of people go Colby, they go a different one, but red, please explain. Just the disc person uh, on the color scheme red, Correct. blue, green, yellow. Um, and I'm 100% red. And what does 100% red mean for those people who don't know? She's short and to the point. <laughs> and doesn't think twice about it. Correct. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, there was this, uh, we read this book called Surrounded by Idiots. Um, <laughs> and I gravitated to it um, in probably the wrong mindset at the time, but it was a fantastic book. Um, and there was this story about this red personality that uh, talks about how there's this special lane for him during traffic um, that he drives through. Um, and, and it's my lane. And it's his lane. He's in my lane. He goes, oh, yeah. he goes through the lane. And 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 kind of every couple of months, um, he has to pay his uh, his fee for using that lane. But that's how he gets to work early. And it and it was just so matter of fact, so to the point. You know, didn't think anything of it. You know, and that is a hundred percent a red. Um, and the blue, meanwhile, is stuck at the back of the lineup, just waiting patiently because he doesn't want to upset anybody. So so to be patient and to really getting to a point where I don't only ask that question and that's you know really looking at where people are when you have five little kids at home and then going to work and it's literally the same situation just in a different setup mm -hmm. so you're constantly having to 
evaluate why is why is that sentence being said what mm. you know what is behind it um is it's definitely been a big learning curve for us mm. one of my partners um i want to talk about two things about trans so one of our partners he started with us before he had a kid yeah so he is very regimented and very you know wednesdays i don't take meetings because it's all brain time and all that good stuff so i love dylan he's he is the next managing partner. He is so, he knows everything about the new generation of sales. He's just down to the point, knows how to say it. And he's very, I don't want to say stern, but very, very boxy in his way of approaching things. And then he had a kid. Mm. <laughs> he used to hang his, his shirts via colors. And then, you know. And then you had kids. And so it's so funny because now, He's just surviving. Yeah. And so we're all supporting him with the other partners that we have. We all have kids as well. So at different age sets. And so, okay, Dylan. So now, Dylan, you can go home, go take a rest, go take a shower, just disconnect. How you guys do it? I was like, you'll see. You will learn. And his weight, the way that he now talks to clients is a lot different because he goes, wow, I only got seven hours to do work now. I can't work for 15 hours. Mm. I have to be, I need to transform internally to be able to deliver what I need to deliver. Mm. So I have to kind of re- Time management becomes everything. Oh, five kids. <laughs> I'm an extreme time manager. Are you extreme. think? You think? Yes. I, I, on the other hand, am not. Not. <laughs> so. You the cool that. Uh, well, I don't yes, think I'm allowed yes, to say yes, that. Yes. No. <laughs> I'll say it for him. I'll, I'll admit it. To oh, him. Tracy says to me all the time, she's like, you know what? I pick up the kids. I drop off the kids. You show up. You take them to practice. And you're the coach. It's not fair. Yeah. It's I, not I, fair. I said, okay, you go coach. Yeah. And she says, no, it's not going to be fair to the kids because the kids all eat pizzas and burgers. So. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We, we all play different roles. That's for sure. And uh, it's... It's just different, right? Mm. It's we're a team. At the end of the day, we're. Let's talk about that because Tracy, I was talking about earlier pre-show. Yeah. Uh, Tracy, we tried to work together, and I say try because I never, never say try. I say do or do not. There's mm. no try, like Yoda, right? Yeah. At uh, so we tried to work together, and she just cannot stand the visionary aspect. She's like she's such an integrator, right? So she's blue, right? She's patient, and she's. And at the opposite end of the spectrum, right? So I go and I think 10 years down the line, here's how it's going to go. Here's what we're going to do. And then, okay, you guys sort out the details. Yeah. And she's, oh my God. So for you guys, you guys have been in business, both in family together. And Tim, do you have all your hand, your fingers? Yeah, she hasn't cut any of those off. No, no. Yeah, both ears. So, ten, yeah. Basically 10 years doing day in and day out with Every single kids. day. Yeah. Wow. So tell us, I mean, I'm sure some of the listeners and people were watching and going, oh, that's impressive. So secret sauce or secret kombucha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lots of, lots of a spike kombucha. Exactly, exactly. Um, I, I think, I think. To, we don't to, stay mad very long. Well, yeah. I, mean, that's... I think we were talking about it the other day because one of, one of our friends were like, you guys do a lot of together. And we're like, yes, we do a lot of together. Um, and, you know, we have gotten to this point where at the end of the day, we just have to have a lot of grace. 
mm. you know we're all going through a lot of things and so we could be short with each other now but we're fine in an hour mm-hmm. which mm. and and that's taken a long term to get to where you're like you know what really what does it matter yeah. like it's it's really just evaluating the things that is truly of consequence and when you go into every day um with the mindset i can learn from this day be better and both of us are wanting to be better ceos better parents better partners so we can get into it but we're also very quick to get out of it yeah i so i'm laughing because i i remember the there's been a couple of times where we're kind of sat there and and, and I'm like, am I annoying you as much as you're annoying me? <laughs> and and she's like, yes. And I'm like, okay, that's all right then. That's fine. We'll move on. Let's like let's oh, let's wow. go. And I think like over the years we've I mean like we started um, dating. Some reason in South Africa, I was in England. We saw each other like once every quarter, right? We met for one night and then <laughs> dated two years long distance. Yeah. That's long distance. That's long That's distance. Like, we're yeah. not talking. We're not talking about like, like two hundred miles here. We're talking no. about halfway around the world. We're talking about through the equator. Yeah, long exactly. distance. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, but because of that, it meant that we had to spend so much time on communication. Because I mean, like, fortunately oh, sure, for us, yeah. there was there was Skype, um, so it made things a lot easier than having Skype. to write a letter and wait for two weeks for it to appear. But um, like, you can't sit on Skype and just look at someone. And yeah. be upset so it teaches you to kind of um but talk you can things hang out. up you can hang up but that doesn't work well for relationships either so um <laughs> it taught us to kind of be able to talk things through and to be able to forgive and move forward and sometimes you just need to move on yeah you know mm-hmm. at the end of the day we're two different people we have two very different outlooks we come from two different cultures where you know every day we approach differently so tell me something though there so if i'm explaining this behaviorally right what what there's a couple of questions one how do you know when to trigger that okay let's move on that'd be the first question mm-hmm. I'll, I'll i'll work for the second question after but how do you what have you practiced what what can you tell the listeners and the people who are watching this okay when do you know to activate the, okay, that's enough, smarten up, move on? If we haven't done it at least seven times a day, then you didn't do it enough times. Okay. Because we wake up and our kids, and we're at the mercy of five kids and how they wake up and how they feel and how they slept. Like mm-hmm. I slept three hours last night, three hours and 45 minutes. Thank you to sleep reports, right? You, you, <laughs> um, you know, you, you have kids, our kids are between five and ten. They still get into our bed. We still have nightmares. So you know, mm-hmm. you have very little sleep. They wake up. They have emotions about their day. Mm-hmm. They fight and have their things. So mm-hmm. by the time we get to work, we're exhausted. So from that moment on, every moment is a: Is this worth whatever I'm going to say? Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's the direction. It's like, what? What is the final goal here? Yeah. What? What? So, this thing that you're about to get into who's is the, that leading the to the guy right place? That did the twenty miles. The we have a do our twenty miles a day. The guy that carried across Alaska. Oh, that, um, uh, was it endurance? It's endurance. Is it? No, that's Scott Kelly. 
but it, it, like how teams approach crossing the Arte. Yeah. And it's the teams that literally goes in with the mindset, we're going to do 20 miles a day, whether we feel great or whether we feel bad. Mm -hmm. um, we're not going to do 90 miles on the days that we're, you know, in a great space. And then tomorrow we don't feel good. So we just don't get out, right? Yeah. It's get up, Keep going. do 20 miles. And that's our mindset. We do 20 miles. And even if we feel horrible with no sleep, we go to work, we tick off the things that is of utmost importance to keep things going. And then you can tap out. Yeah. The ticking part, and that's what I was going to get to, right? Having a list, and this is my wife, Tracy, she says, why do you always make a stupid list in the morning? You know what's on that list. I said, I know, right? I just like having tick boxes. Yeah. And so... Uh, I'm, I get up early. So I'm, a, I'm a 4 a.m. riser, right? Oh. So I, because also it's the mm -hmm. only quiet hour in the house. Like literally, there's one hour in the house where it's quiet and no one's awake. Um, but to have that list by the time 5 a.m. rolls around, like mm. this is my priorities for today, for each company, for our family, for doctor's appointments, this is my 20 miles. Anything I do, do above and beyond that is great, um, but not needed. Yeah, mm. I agree. We call them DVAs, daily vinyl activities. That's yeah. what I come up get that done and it's always what do I need to do what do I want to do what would I like to do and yeah those I always keep that just for the sake of my person do you do doctor's appointments or does Marie take care of all that we're 100% we, 50 50 yeah. oh wow and I couldn't like I get told you need to pick up Gavin you need to pick up Ariel I was like aye aye captain I'm <laughs> I'm totally no no we do we have we actually, we're actually both share that often better at well, actually, it's hundred percent. We we are very good at sharing. Yeah, oh, wow. sharing the responsibility of the family. Yeah, the planning and all that stuff. No, yeah. I'm a good driver. I'm just not good. <laughs> okay, take the kid from the point A to point B. When you come back, make sure the kid's in the car. Oh, yeah. okay, why? Well, no, actually, yeah. I do that. I do that. I yeah. often tell him where he needs to be at what point to pick up who. Yeah, but that's. That's that's only because I've I've dealt into something and the whole world has disappeared because he does, I've gone he forgets, into my right? Rabbit, it's like, oh, you have to pick up the kids. What am I working on, right? The world so, is gone. I have to say, the best thing we could have done is we have Alexas around the house, oh. so I can make an announcement. Before, like this morning, I we had a meeting at seven a.m. and I was taking it at the warehouse, and he was dropping the kids at school, mm -hmm. so I knew he's going to forget the girls had dance. So I'm calling him, calling him, his phone is probably off. I just go onto Alexa, make an announcement. Girls, remember your dance flows. And it vibrates around the house and everyone remembers the girls have to have. Uh, and what's great about that is I was in the bathroom, I didn't even hear it. But the girls, <laughs> the girls came out and they're like, we've got oh, our dance clothes. Oh good, yeah, that's right? great, that's fantastic, yeah. Didn't think about that, that's great. <laughs> so, so I just make all the announcements just... towards for yeah. the kids whilst I'm at work. Oh, that's brilliant. Use, use the tools that's available. Use I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. That that tick box is, is for me something that I live and die by, the calendar. The other thing that a lot of people tend to forget. So I was, when you guys said it's important to keep things in perspective, right? Mm. When somebody gets upset about something, I always bring them back and I say, you know, you know that I was in the army. And they go, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, that was, you know, one of the really bad parts in my life is when in Bosnia, I had to dig mm -hmm. graves for kids. I dug 14 graves of four feet long. And so you go, 
the other kids, the only thing that I had to give them for Christmas was the, the candy out of my ration pack. Mm. There you go. Put that, put that in your back pocket. And how critical is it that the car is not there on time? How mm. critical is it that you're waiting an extra five minutes at the restaurant for your service? Mm. How critical is it that that server didn't get it right? Now, don't roll over and, and you know, I'm, I am not... Uh, Jesus like well I will turn the other cheek because <laughs> I am Scottish so eye for an eye well it's more like a being from Glasgow it's like an eye for a head for a head an eye for a head but it is about putting perspective and what a lot of people tend to forget that the 80-20 rule applies the other way 20% of what you should do should give you 80% of the results that you want in the day so be focused on what those priorities are in that day. That's, I think that, that's critical. I mm. think that's critical. Um, I often do this, Tim thinks it's very morbid, but I do it with our staff. Oh, it is morbid. <laughs> da, 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 da. No, I get them to envision their funeral. Yeah. And, but their funeral is in a year. Right, so it's that is morbid. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, CEO talks. We're going to see here. Okay, guys, I want you to imagine you're going to die in the next year. <laughs> okay, and then let's get back to work. Right. <laughs> so it's. Uh... But it's, it's it, less than a year is. You become anxious. You want yeah. to do things that, if you have that year time frame where you're like, okay, I have a year to do the things that I want to do. How do you approach today? What is the things that you really put onto that pedestal? What is the things that you allow into your mind, into your heart? Um, and even if it means you need to tell me today, I need to get out of this place and do something else, mm -hmm. I would applaud that because yeah. then you are truly growing. Yeah, because at the end of the day, we're chasing our dreams. We're chasing what is it that, and, and we often ask each other, like, what is it that you really want? What mm -hmm. do you want? You know, being a CEO means you're running this thing, but is this what we really want? Uh -huh. um, and if it is not, then what is it that we need to do to get to that point? Mm -hmm. I have the greatest example of that. We started working with the company and shout out to Boris and at 360 Pros. He reached out to us, he said, because he knew. So they do, um, they do AR, VR, like that metaverse mm -hmm. about rendering and position and making. Um, it's the art of where. So if... Uh, you they do ax vx all so you walk into a place and you can pick and choose and they do rendering for developers there's just so many applications that mm -hmm. are current you know boris had been working on that for three or four years wasn't really picking up wasn't real estate market 360 videos and stuff like that really okay stuff but but of smaller nature yeah and then it really picked up and he reached out to us and he said you know i need to get out of the way and that, like, it is brave to say, I'm truly visionary. I have no idea how to run a business. Mm. I want to be successful. Mm. I'm just going to get out of the way. And every day he's like, okay, I feel I need to contribute. So the entire team always focuses on Boris. Okay, Boris, what can you bring? So you're really a visionary. He brings these lovely ideas. Let's not remove him from... But if we if we include him in the process, he slows the process down because he goes down these rabbit holes, which are they're cognitively brilliant, but they're not applicable in you know giving a scope of work done and, and all that good stuff. It's like Phil Knight and the, his 
running professor. Yeah, absolutely. Phil Knight, who started Nike, that mm-hmm. um, his running professor mm-hmm. was involved from the beginning, was 50% investor. But yeah, in, in the end, just had his own little lab where he was just. Yeah, he was a genius at making rubber. The soles for shoes. Right? So that's where that's where it all started. Was in his shed, and half of them nearly died because of the fumes from it. But it was kind of <laughs> that creation that took place. But the Mad Hatter that just yeah. keeps playing. Right? I know. I, I love love those Mad Hat, Hatter stories. I mean, like you know how yeah. much I'm in, into kind of innovation and stuff. But I love to hear those stories, not the ones of like. You know, massive government support and then yeah, creating yeah, yeah. this huge thing. It's, uh, it's such a great story there. But um, yeah, I think really, actually, I've completely forgotten my train of thought. So, <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, what failure led to all this? So what what pushed you? I'm sure there is. It's funny. There is no such thing as failure, Milton. Awesome, but it's not what we're talking about. There's no such thing as failure. There okay. is no such thing. And, okay, so which learning opportunity? Correct. Let's all right. Yeah. Let's rechange that. So what learning opportunity that we don't want to consider a failure led you to the first of the many beautiful products that you guys offer? Well, I mean, we, so we started with tea. Um, so we, we actually, I started as an accountant, right? <laughs> and I and, said to him, let's open a store. And six weeks later we did. Yeah. So how's that for support, right? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So what, what is the what is the moment in your life where you felt I that you were learning something or not moving forward, right? So for some people, a failure is not being able to achieve something, right? And from what you're telling me, that's the wrong mindset. Correct, right? Yes. So now it's just saying, okay, I've learned that this is not my path. Yes. How do I pivot, right? How do I? Well, pivot is overused, but what else is in my repertoire that I can do? Yeah. So, do you got? Did you have a moment in life where you go, "T is it? I I don't want to do accounting anymore," or did it just kind of evolve? No, I don't. I don't think. I it, think it's been a process. It it's like uh, Mel Robbins, right? Five second rule, mm-hmm. and does that um, in her last one? What said? Take control of your life. She talks mm. about Lego blocks, right? Mm-hmm. Where you focus on the Lego blocks. It's when we're in a space where you're like, I'm not a hundred percent happy with. Mm-hmm things like what is it that i'm potentially wanting to achieve mm-hmm. um and don't see it as a oh i want to change the world that's mm-hmm. something you can't work towards but i want to have a better marriage i can go to a counseling session and we've we've had some counseling sessions counseling sessions along the way right it's like, yeah, yeah right? It's important, <laughs> i, I yeah. think it's critical and and critical. where it's just like break it down so i think we're continuously breaking things down like oh, i'm not i'm not happy with this mm-hmm. so let's kind of pivot in a way that makes sense for our family mm-hmm. and work towards this right um i think we're continuously pivoting yeah and, and i think like even at this stage it's like um you know so we're doing tea mm-hmm. yeah we're doing tea but we're also doing for me particularly something incredibly innovative. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that is what really excites me. So it's like, where do I see myself in the next 20 years? Hopefully having a range of innovative companies that mm-hmm. I've got involved in. So it's not anything specific. I think it's more just a... I think for me, one of the 
we, we each have different things yeah. as we move forward. Yeah, was forward. handing in a patent, something that I created, mm. and handing in a patent to a patent office. Mm. You know, that was something that I will treasure. Yeah. Uh, like an idea that was born out of our tea shop that yeah. came into fruition, something that I worked at, you know, for months and months and months, and then we the product takes shape and you write this patent and, mm. and you have to do all this work that you're like, I, I never thought I could do this. Yeah. So let's change the mindset and the verbiage instead of saying, what's your biggest failure? What's your biggest learning? Let's start with, we'll evolve from tea to kombucha to pick me. Mm. So, back to tea. And back to tea. Full circle. Okay. So what was the biggest learning in your tea endeavor? Just because you can do everything doesn't mean you should. Yeah. <laughs> that was really quick. You knew that one. You've been uh, thinking about that. No, actually, it just <laughs> you can do oh. everything, right? Yeah. But it's really focusing on what is the valley that you can dominate. Don't play mm. an open playing field. You can. So give me specifics. Give me specifics. An open playing field is kombucha. It's kombucha Everyone yeah. makes kombucha. Oh, we were one of the first ones to make kombucha. We made great kombucha, mm -hmm. but every dog and their mom and their aunt makes kombucha now. Mm -hmm. And trying to conquer that, that, you know, it's out of war. Like, mm -hmm. how do you face that battle successfully? It's just not something that we're even trying. Yeah, well, it's like, it's what's, what, what's, what's the point? The point? Mm -hmm. and, and you may be in a situation where you, you are doing that, if and it's an open play field, and your purpose was to create community, say, for mm -hmm. instance. Or your purpose is to connect with 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 those those in your neighborhood mm -hmm. or your purpose is just to make something healthy for the the village that you live in yeah. or you know that's that's success right that's Absolutely. that's totally success. it's just for us our we why like, is different uh, yes. know your why yeah. i think at the end of the day is know your why and don't deviate from why you're doing things mm -hmm. uh, we are not here to create a great just BC company, we have certain visions and goals and we chase it as a couple and as a family. Mm. And it doesn't precede, you know, it, it's not important over our family. I mean, everyone that we know cannot, we're home by three o'clock. We, in the summer, we wake our kids up at six and we go for a 5k walk with them every morning. Mm. Yeah, we spend a lot of time with our oh, kids. Oh wow, there must be a lot of hatred sometimes. <laughs> no, I give them baggies of cereal with some with some uh, Lucky Charms in it. Oh no way! Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like here you can uh, eat yeah, what you want. I love that. It was so funny. We were listening to the radio one time, and the the radio host said. You know, let's talk about bribing your children, right? And this one lady says, "You should never bribe your children." And the lady at the other end, she says, "You don't have kids." And the lady said, "No, I don't." So she says, "Shut the hell up!" Because you don't know what you're talking about. Bribing your kids, there is nothing wrong with that. We would like right? to rephrase it as rewarding our kids. Oh for yeah, whatever. <laughs> You know what, they, they love it. And they love it. They complain it's in like the moment. But, you know, we're in Swanson, so we have this little walk that's like mm. on the beach. And, you know, mm. so we stop on the beach and sit on the logs and just spend some time with them before we time. even get yeah, into yeah, yeah. the warehouse. And they're chatty, right? At that time in the morning, mm. they're, they're, they bear their soul. We get to hear their dreams and everything. It's great. I work out at 6 a.m. I do CrossFit every morning. And yeah. I always scream out at least once a workout. It's like, 6 a.m. is where heroes are made. Yeah. And when everybody else is sleeping and going, oh, I don't want to wake up. And I was like, yeah. hey, we've already pumped out, you know, a thousand mm -hmm. calories. So. Yeah. 
And there's, there's actually a, a, a trend, um, particularly in the UK, where people are starting to realize the importance of that. Yeah. Because you wake up, you're fresh, you're ready to go with your day, you're now looking to conquer. So you get up, you have your workout, and now you make your list. Like, you're on guns blazing, right? Oh, like it's the, the downside is my metabolism fired up and I'm hungry throughout the day. So now intermittent fasting for you. I do, that's the worst thing oh. is I do, I do. I turn 50 and you, you kind of have to change things up a little yeah. bit. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so November for me is uh, no complex carbohydrates. So if I'm grumpy, Lucas. I'm glad we came in on the, <laughs> at, this time, right? Uh, so no booze <laughs> and uh, no sugar. So five days in and uh, six pounds down. That's great. It's yeah. just priorities, right? You're just having yeah. to take that um, and, and as you, every season has its own, own challenges. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Agreed. There's, I mean, Christmas season, so not having, I make wonderful malt wine. So uh, back to you guys. <laughs> I, I want to learn, you kind of gave me an answer, but I'm not happy with it. Okay. What's the biggest learning with tea? So let's start with tea. You guys started with tea, right? That was yeah. the first thing that you started with. Yeah. In, in the history of Ilola, correct? Mm -hmm. What's the biggest learning to not say failure? What did you guys go, shit? Man, I, I, we took it on the chin on this one. You adapted, but that was the biggest learning that you had. I think we got sidetracked with kombucha. Well, no, it's not a, actually, I don't know. I, I think probably, probably, our, um, probably the thing that we need to learn through is, is maybe not go so big. Okay. So we, we as a couple, we we really go big, so we just oh, five we, kids yeah. and the Christmas tree. <laughs> There's we, we you have to share with us the Christmas tree. We'll put it on the YouTube video. That's right. Oh, uh, you guys, it's what? Oh, twenty foot. It's a twenty foot tree. Twenty foot tree. And it's up. And when was it up? Please provide me. About two weeks ago. What's two weeks ago? Because no, 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 it, like, it was like October. 20th or something before Halloween. Before, Halloween. Before, Halloween. <laughs> before Halloween so people yeah. are listening you're diehard Christmas fans it's like what are you doing <laughs> oh yes now yeah. we've got nervous yeah. that was yeah. my uncle what are you doing <laughs> it's not December <laughs> oh, who cares <laughs> I fancy Christmas now let's go uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so go big so yes big Christmas tree big family big family big changes we're happy to move move from our country and, and everything. Yeah. And and I think that's who we are in our personality is that, and that's- We jump leads. right in. We if jump if right there's in. an opportunity, we're like, yes. Do it. And we do it. Yeah. And then afterwards we're like, was that really the smartest thing? But yeah. at least we do it together, right? And mm -hmm. and I think that's what carries that us as yeah, well as yeah. our partnership. Actually, that, actually, I mean, that's that's something really important is, is you know, sometimes if, if you're in the business, right? Mm -hmm. And your spouse is not. Mm -hmm. um, having that understanding can be difficult to communicate. Because you know? he never shuts off. Like there is literally no moment of a weekend or a, where he does not think of business. So where I can- I'm not denying I can it. Part, yeah, I'm not I just like there's blank silence. I was like, okay, yeah. yeah. And, and I can't compartmentalize. I, yeah, like, yeah. I'm not thinking about this now because then I'm not effectively thinking through the process. My mm -hmm. mind is like, I can think about this right now, make a decision and move on. Mm -hmm. Because I don't like to come back to things. Mm -hmm. Like if, if there's a problem, I want to face it, deal with it, move on. Mm -hmm. uh, where he likes to, 
talk about it and then talk about it again and then maybe a little bit more. Oh, it's the Irish we talk. And I did. I literally, there was, uh, it was at one point where people said, oh, you're, you literally tap and then walk away. Where I realized I do that. I tap out. Uh, no, literally. She's like, okay. And, and she walks. And I'm like, okay, so she's gone. So I'm just going to take it from here. So. <laughs> and, and I had to be a bit more, I need to converse a little bit more just because it makes sense in my head. We've made the mm. decision. Doesn't mean everyone is, is mm. on, that, on the same you know, wavelength. Okay, mm. let's talk about the biggest learning event with kombucha. I, 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 like, I love the size, the sit back, <laughs> the size that we hit something there. No, it's the process, it's the process. I think, um, you know, I, I think with, with kombucha, where we started in our original vision mm -hmm. for it. We wanted to do it well, right? We mm -hmm. wanted to do... Oh, you wanted to do it big. Uh, and, and not well, big, yes, uh, and we wanted to do it well. We yeah. got into it mm -hmm. for the health benefits. Exactly. It made a big difference to our kids. Uh, Well-fermented kombucha. Our kids were gluten and lactose intolerant. Mm -hmm. And if they had kombucha, they could eat anything. Oh, so yeah. making it properly was a big deal for us. And then involve gets everyone else, right? Oh, it needs to be in a clear bottle. We want to see the product. Mm -hmm. A clear bottle kills the probiotics. Mm -hmm. Not a good idea. Mm -hmm. Oh, we want it in this size, right? And now the alpha level rises at 0 0.6 because it's a natural mm -hmm. fermentation. Still at the same level as orange juice that's left out. Mm -hmm. But now you have all this involvement and you can't do it the way that you wanted to do it. Envisioned it. Yeah. And yeah. properly so, and healthy, right? So you've lost the health element of it, which mm -hmm. was the vision of doing it in the first place. So now your passion for it is kind of If you want to do it to a certain yeah. level, right? Yeah. You can do it local and you can keep it even even at that point, right? There's some limitations to a fridge product. Actually, fridge products. That's a big learning curve. <laughs> oh, oh I'm going to ask you, there's a question I've been itching to ask about. And so when you guys are selling to restaurants, so you're selling under a food service umbrella and not yeah. necessarily retail umbrella, yeah. right? Yeah. So the retail, I mean, the retail side of things is very mafia-ish, right? Oh, you want space in my, well, you pay me. Yes. Right, so pay me for frontage, pay me for shelf space, right? And yeah. so you and continue paying me, and continue paying yeah. me, right? So with food service, then at least on the retail, there's cycles, and you do your presentations and all mm -hmm. that good stuff. But you mm -hmm. have to serve. What a lot of people don't know is you have to serve the grocer before you serve the client. Oh yeah. And but to be able to serve the grocer, you have to demonstrate that there's clients. So now this online purchasing has created a lot of havoc through the CPG world. Mm -hmm. And our B2B shifting B2C, and how does that end? And exactly, right? So tell us, what's your, is is your impact, because you're selling on, on the food service side of things, is your retail combining? Is it, are, are you, so what strategies are you using to give kind of a full spectrum? I think at the end of the day is, you need different channels. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. you trying to trust your sales funnel into one channel is it's in today's day and age, especially that particular with COVID, because we pulled out of most grocery stores just before COVID to service restaurants. Mm -hmm. 
that was a big learning. Big learning. It, it was, a big it was learning. the right and choice for I, us I, I at that point by. in yeah. that situation. Yeah. Yeah. We looked back at it, you know, because when COVID hit, we literally lost all our POs, everything within a week. Yeah. Because we were restaurant focused. And, you know, you're like, oh, I regret that. But no, because of that, I made the T disc. Yeah. You know, it was that time that I was really focusing on, you know, something that's been brewing for a while, you know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Um, and the tea disc, I had time to, you know, we'd, we'd get up at two at that point because we had five kids at home and we were trying to save a business and, yeah. you know, trying to get it done. So we would get up at two in the morning and people would be like, oh, it's so hard putting the kids to bed. We're like, no, we're in bed at seven. They put our, themselves to sleep. Our kids have to put themselves to bed. Yeah, unfortunately, we've got great kids. But we just had this massive whiteboard and we'd just go down there and it would just be strategized and we'd just sit there and strategize and strategize. You know, where are we going? What are we doing? Like, and how then we are we had to completely, this, you, know? you know, yeah, we've been in business for so long, but then also <clears> now we're bringing a new product and it had to be a new company with a new brand. Literally, had to start from scratch and pivot it within the COVID season, right? Mm. Into a profitable company, which mm. is... The, uh, our, our first brand promises Ignite Curiosity. Mm. And that's what you, you did that, right? So mm. you lit a fire under your butt and said, okay, let's be curious mm. about what we can do. The power of the question mark yeah. is... That's and that's what, what Ilola means, growing strong. Like we wanted a name, it's a Swahili name mm-hmm. for um, being from South Africa and it means to grow strong. And I think that really encapsulated us. Mm-hmm. It's a journey, mm-hmm. right? We're not there yet, but we are journeying and we're journeying together. Mm. Yeah. And I, I think that's being able to, again, it comes back to now full circle to this, there is no such thing as failure, is be curious of where you are constantly. There's yeah. too many people that don't put milestones. Yeah. And I mean, Ryan McKenzie for True Earth, the little uh, tabs for the... Uh, yeah. For the laundry soap, yeah, right. When they first started, they said, "Okay, we're putting a line." I can't remember what it was, but I think it was like 300, 300 products. We have to sell three hundred by December first, right? Yeah. They opened up. They sell. They sold three hundred in like three days. Wow. So they said, "Okay, we put the milestone, and okay, now it's a go." Yeah. Right. So now you've put one milestone. Now you have to put your second milestone. Yeah. Right. And that is our, our second brand promise is crystallize your thinking. Make sure that you're crystallized on what, when, where, and how. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you hit that, you're not failing to yeah. your point. Yeah. You know it's coming. You know it's coming. So at a certain point, unless there's COVID where, and that's different, right? For the restaurant folks, it's not something that you could have. Foreseen. No, it's, it's not even foreseen. But I think also, I think understanding the walls as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had this epiphany moment with this guy who explained to us the your growth cycle and the walls that you'll go through, mm-hmm. and how one of these walls can last. What did he say? Like That's, seven years, or you know, some it, companies it, some, sit in their wall, and you know, walls are both a culture, it could be, mm-hmm. you know, company based. But I think COVID was a wall for a lot of mm-hmm. companies, and absolutely. not necessarily. I mean, some companies have done really well. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah, but but and I think it's you've got to have like knowing where you're going, knowing what your milestones are. When you come across this wall, 
you can push through it. I agree. And you know, that's it's the benefit of us being, you know, um, in a happy marriage and a happy co-CEO relationship that we can support each other on that as well. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, let's we're in a war, recognize it. We've got to get through this because you know, like this guy, he sells three hundred products in three days. What if he sold three? No, exactly. Does he have enough faith in the product and understand maybe what is going wrong to continue through that wall, trusting that he's going to get out and it will still succeed? In reality, we launched Alola kind of end of last year and we had some very clear expectations and goals, right? And then we didn't meet them. And then you have to evaluate, is it, is my BHAG, you know, like is mm-hmm. my, my one year, three year, five year goals, is it unrealistic, is it, and really decide what, what do you believe in? Like, mm-hmm. What are you going to keep continuing? What do you keep fighting for? There are a lot of people forget that it's okay to stop. Yeah. Yes. It's not okay to quit, but it is okay to stop. Exactly. Because, and having yeah. that, like, you know, we have different product lines. Yeah. Knowing when to cut certain things is just as important as knowing when to fight for it. Absolutely. Yeah. I think actually even more so. Absolutely. Yeah. The power of no. Yeah. Yes. And that's the, the biggest thing that I have learned to do is how to say no in a, in a good way. It's mm. a no thank you. That's, it's, without being impolite, people view no as a I don't like you, a very emotional attachment to no, where it's no, either I can't support you, doesn't fit in what I want to deliver. Is there anything else that I can do for you? And mm. I can't do this. Mm. Right, I I could not. I know. In a dire situation, could I do brain surgery if I was taught and educated properly? And in, in right, if you say, well, Martin, can you do brain surgery? My answer is no. <laughs> right. So why would it differ if, for something else? And so a lot of people say, well, you always have to say yes in business. Mm. I disagree. I disagree. Mm. And you say. You can say, let me think about it. There's yeah. nothing wrong in saying, well, hold on a second. I'm not going to give you say yes. I'm not going to say no, but I'm not going to say maybe either. Mm. I'm going to say, hey, let me give you a clear decision mm. on if I want, if I choose to do yes or if I choose to do no. Yeah. And actually on that note, I believe, you know, we, because we've been in kombucha so long, we were one of the largest kombucha brewers in Western Canada with capacity. And we did a bunch of private labels at one point. And Ooh, saying yes, yeah. right? It, they, it, it's a double-edged sword. There. Like you have, it, it does bring in some cash. It carries through, but then because of that, we neglected some of our own brands. You don't have the time. So saying no is definitely something we have said more no in the last year than yes. Okay. Yeah, but that that comes down to your vision as well. It's exactly. like it's like you know, like someone says to you, you know. Martin, can can you do brain surgery? It, it's not no. It's it's not right now, and <laughs> nor will I ever because that's not where I'm going to go. You know, it's not you can't do it. You just that's not your path. It's yeah. not your path, not your journey, right? Um, and I think that you know that's, know your why. That's exactly know the know the why. Know where you're going, right? So Western Canada, uh, Vancouver, to be a little bit more precise, in the general Vancouver area. Um, I'm wearing Vessies, which were made here. I've got Dewar jeans here. I've got my Poppy from um, the Vancouver fashion truck. You guys are here. What did you? What have you learned out of 
it seems that there's a lot of entrepreneurial. Do you feel the same way? Is there a reason why you picked Western Canada? How do you feel about Western Canada and innovation as a whole? Because that was our last conversation. Yeah, it was, was yeah. innovate, everything. everything, yeah. Yeah. So how do you guys feel about that? Is there, do you feel that there is more innovation in Western Canada? I, you know, I, I think there is in certain areas and there isn't. I think when we first arrived here um, and we, um, we looked down at the beaches, we were like, oh, these are amazing beaches. So we, we approached Vancouver Parks Board and said, listen, we would like to put um, deck chairs out on the beach. We'll pay for it. We'll store it. We'll put them out. We'll put them back. We'll pay rent. We'll, we'll pay rent for mm -hmm. the service. And their response was, no, we have always just, had oh, logs. just logs on the beach. So, you know, just a hard stop. No. You know, when we moved here and we were like, we were on beaches in Europe. And mm -hmm. now you get there, there's a beach chair you can rent. It's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. You know, you get to read instead of sitting on the dirty sand that is yeah. like over beaches. Yeah. So, like, this is a great idea. And we went, we're like, we'll pay for it, we'll finance yeah. it, we'll do it. So, <laughs> British properties. I know. Very, 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 uh, sorry, IAA, Scottish, I Irish, think, very, but very, very, you know, I'll say British. In, I, in I think the limitations so. in BC is huge. I think yeah, the I sheer population is detrimental to, to companies that truly has a scale of, a scale as their vision. Yeah. When you have the numbers that is in BC, you have to be able to export. Mm, uh, sure. you know, so there's certain limitations that comes from having a company in BC that, and it, it's also, it's great though. There's a community support mm -hmm. for BC companies that is phenomenal, um, from people, but again, what is your why? Our why is we want to have a company that makes a global difference yeah. mm -hmm. on different levels. I mean, for us creating our nonprofit, I mean, for us, our kids have sponsor children like they, they're very involved in giving back uh -huh. mm. um and in order to achieve that we have some big big dreams yeah i, I want to come back to you know kind of talking about innovation because the thing about the innovation is that you need inspiration from other people sure like you need um you know if you think about you know the, the various eras you go through through art and there was all these artists within the same community mm -hmm. creating you know Rembrandts and Montmartre in, exactly. and, in France and yeah. they all hung around and revealed all these new and interesting ways of doing it and it challenges you to think differently than mm -hmm. what you're doing um, and that's kind of what happened when we turned up here and we were thinking differently and the response we got was no that's not how we do it um, and so <laughs> What's happened over the last 10, 15 years here in Vancouver is there's been more Johnny foreigners like ourselves oh, yeah. that have turned up and have experienced life in a different way. Um, and we've got the Brazilians here on the film crew here, which is great to see. We all come with our own different yeah. um, way of doing life, right? And that is what creates a different way of thinking. And if if, if we can hang out with more people that are doing new way, new things, looking at doing new stuff here in Vancouver, it's going to inspire all of us to really be creative. 
Um, I think Vancouver, like we see that in the tech side. Mm-hmm. I don't know if our government's really supporting all the other industries. Oh. I think manufacturing is very limited, right? When you have really the living cost that comes from living in BC to run a manufacturing facility is is hard. Geographically, I mean, there's not a lot of space, right? You got the ocean, yeah. you got the border, and you got the mountains. So you go, where do you go, right? Yeah. Uh, Warehouses, we're at like, what is it, North? Point one percent availability. I know it's crazy. It's like, right? just nothing. Uh, what are the chips called? Oh my goodness! I was gonna say uh, hard bites. Yeah. Right. So hard bites have to go all the way to Maple Ridge, seventy kilometers. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't remember. Like, but you have to go far from downtown, at least an hour and a half, mm-hmm. to to be able to go to the manufacturing site. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the key thing for here is you know if you want to have true local products where do you go and then blueberry fields are taking over everything because they're a high profit uh, export yeah so yeah it's 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 not as easy as people think on the innovation side of things so there is a lot of it amazes me if we talk about restaurants how many one restaurant closes another one opens one mm-hmm. closes another one opens mm-hmm. yeah the fusion food i think vancouver's is very metropolistic in how it brings a lot of people from different cultures, which mm-hmm. is really great. Mm-hmm. But I agree with you that the- And then Ghost Kitchens is taking over too. Oh, know, that's it's, true, it's, yeah. I think, it's, I think it's going to be interesting to see how industries pivot in the coming years. Mm. Like what is going to remain from hospitality in its, you know, in, in, a, in the form that we know it now. Mm-hmm. Um, no, so much is pivoting towards Ghost Kitchens and virtual, mm-hmm virtual kitchens that just cater towards home deliveries. Yeah, um, we, we've participated to a few secret dinners mm. and those were wonderful. Mm. And when you think of the implications or of starting a new restaurant, I mean, it's a, it's a it's very uh, ephemeral, it, it, it dies very quickly, right? Mm. There's very few restaurants that make it past a, a couple of years that bring that very innovative kind of cuisine aspect mm-hmm. that doesn't lose that innovation by becoming a, a large chain, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily... It's hard as well because you have to evaluate what people are paying for, right? Exactly. You know, we, we started with a beautiful tea shop on the Sunshine Coast and yet people just went to Tim Hortons. I know. You know? So you you get to this situation where <laughs> well I mean we're, we're all different right yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and we and created is... something we wanted yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. surely people would want this and that's another lesson just because you want it doesn't mean other people want it yeah know your who exactly why know your who I know I, I mean in the end like the the tea shop you know it's a big learning curve it was a big learning curve but also I mean we we got another community which is really what we were doing it for um, and. Lots of people came in um, and came to the tea shop and it allowed us to get creative and to really start to well, this, journey on this. Yeah, you know? this well, the tea shop is is the grandmother of these products that we have in front of us. Exactly. When I think about exactly. it. Yeah. Okay, so evolution, right? We think of don't fail, but is failure. Like the biggest thing that I find is difficult to understand if your fail is parenting. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I feel that you should have a license to be a parent. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you should have a license to own a dog as well. Mm-hmm. But some of the people who have children, you know, it's funny that when you think, well, people say, oh, there's no operating manual. 
like how many years have human beings on been on the planet but yeah you know billions a year how many years have we been able to write about four thousand years so you would think that somebody would put I know, something I know. together to I know. say have you seen, that, have you seen that show uh, i think it was dads or fathers or something and will smith was saying he was talking about this point where he was set up this big tv and he was working through this manual it was like 250 pages in this manual and his wife went into labor and he had to drop the manual went went to the hospital delivered this beautiful little boy yeah, he yeah. came home with this little boy and he looked at him and he looked at the manual and he was like, why is there a 250 page manual for this TV? But I've left the, left the hospital with nothing for this thing, you know? And, uh, and yeah, I mean, really, like, I think probably the funniest thing we had uh, was baby number five. And uh, by this point, like... You think you know what you're doing by now. Kind of. And, and, kind of, and, 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 and the nurse came up to us and she was like, she was like, so... Um, Looking off at us. So don't drink hot coffee over your baby. And we have like four children. And we're we're like, like standing there, we're like, like, we're out. Yeah. <laughs> so like, Tapping if that, out. If that's your advice, we're gone. Um, but yeah, I mean, there is, and when you look at children, there is so much information out there. Oh. And then the information keeps changing. Yes. And so as a parent, and you are. And redundant information as well, oh, yeah. right? I think uh, everyone feels they have a voice and everyone feels that the digital area gave them a platform. Mm -hmm. I know. Right? And it's really important that you just filter what is the voices that you allow into. Mm -hmm. You know, what is the voices that becomes part of your growth as you continue to not fail but learn. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I think we're in exciting times. I think all of this stuff that's happening with COVID has shaken things up and it's forcing people to think differently. It's forcing people to come up with ideas that they never had done before. Mm -hmm. So if we didn't see restaurants failing, we, I mean, ghost kitchens were there before, but yeah. nowhere near what we have now. Agreed. Grocery stores are now appearing that are solely online. Yeah. Solely online grocery stores. And some of our distributors, you know, we've shipped from, you ship to a distributor that stores it in its warehouse. That, you know, mm. the whole chain of- Oh my goodness. Everything is changing. And it's interesting. Yeah. And, it's... And, and, and you look at that and you go, this is exciting, but, I don't, I don't know it's if you're like me. right? We have a saying every Monday morning in our house. We're like, it's Monday. We love Mondays. Everyone is like, it's Monday. It's a new, new week. week. New week brings new challenges. It brings That's new true, opportunities, yeah. right? Yeah. So uh, uh, we are adamant Monday mornings are like the best. We put on music. We're like oh, wow. breakfast. So we're like, it's Monday. You don't know what this week is going to bring. Right. And that's a good way of saying it. That is a wonderful approach, a wonderful learning for the people who are listening. Hey, change that to, oh, it's Monday. No. Yeah, exactly. Sally, this Actually, is a and new we week. do CEO, yeah. we do CEO chats On Monday Mondays. morning, Thursday. Oh wow. Because now you're ready, you put you in the right mindset. You're yeah. ready to conquer this week. You're not ready yeah. sitting Agreed. there kind of like oh, We used what's to do it happening? on Friday and then we're like, no, we're we're Monday believers. We believe, you know, that Monday morning comes around. You don't know what this week is going to hold, right? Yeah, no one wanted to listen to us on a Friday anyway. No, exactly. Oh, they just think you're getting out exactly. of it. They don't <laughs> want to listen to us on a Monday morning <laughs> either. But uh, how many of those have you had by Friday, 5 o'clock? Is always... Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, Friday is movie night in our household. We make pizzas. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we make pizza and we watch... Kids movie night. Kids they, movie. Get, they get to choose. Oh, they yeah. get to choose. <sighs> I wish we had movie night. We have kickboxing. Karate, <laughs> rugby, 
there's like movie night for like it's funny because we we tracy and i have not had cable television for more than 15 16 years mm -hmm. when apple tv first came out yeah i looked at my bill and i said this thing is 150 bucks my bill is 120 bucks a month i pay for movies if i pay calculate us i don't get roughly 75 bucks i'm like see ya yeah and since then like then on demand came crazy and yeah. then, you know you don't you know what at my age and the amounts of businesses i watch the highlights so i go to youtube and rugby highlights i know <laughs> like there you go i've done i've done my fill yeah and uh, i don't think i can we, sit through we're very we actually didn't put our kids into any activities up until this year we mm. made the choice that you know we snowboard as a family okay, so okay. we ski and snowboard uh actually we just walked up and down the mountain for one whole season carrying little people's skis and snowboards but um you tried teaching five kids yeah. how to ski <laughs> in one season we have done it and we are looking forward to our first i know how you do you hire five australians yeah exactly <laughs> not so on a startup budget oh uh, for those people who are listening uh, australian in vancouver especially you go to the mountains and the ski instructors are all from Australia. Yeah. They have all kind of, I don't know, they, they've learned and it's just cheap labor for these yeah. people who want to come. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of um, unhealthy activities that happen at those ski resorts when you think of putting all these teenagers together and oh yeah no it's... no different than the unhealthy activities we had when we were younger i'm sure just a, just just a different, different place right? they're in the snow we're in the sun that's oh right. so i've asked tim what uh, at the last show what he refers to as his go-to document movie book what's the one thing that you have I don't want to say by your nightstand, but what's the thing, the one book or the one piece of reference that you always refer back to or you refer to the most often? The Bible. The Bible. I read my Bible every morning. Okay. Um, yeah, every morning. So if I have to be honest, that's the one thing that I read my Bible, I do yoga. Okay. I meditate and that's how I start my day. Good. I read a lot. I read a lot. So, I mean, I, I try and I'm currently doing Obama's, Obama's Promised Land. Okay. I try yeah. and read a book a week and audible and audible a book a week. So listen to one and read one. Wow. Um, so I, I, I read a lot. I love Steve Covey. I love David See? Epstein. I love <laughs> Carol Dweck. I love like there's a lot of authors that I love. But the one thing that I read every day is definitely yeah. I'm an Old Testament theologian, so oh. I studied theology. Oh wow! Yeah. So you know this? You know that book inside out? Yeah. Well, oh, no. no, no. It's still new every day. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's that's a learning on itself. I mean, there, there's paths that you take of learning, and I think you've done a great job. It's different for everybody, right? So I think mm -hmm. it comes back to that. If we want to come full circle about that path of there's no such thing as failure, when you go, well, you're a little bit in front or you're a little bit behind. And if you focus on being the best person that you can be through whatever you want to call it, through religion or through best practice or, you know, whatever you want to call your why, it doesn't have to be religious, but it can be spiritual. I think at the end of the day, I was saying to Tim, if you keep, and I, I said to my, I said, actually said to him, I wouldn't say this. 
because it's something that is at my center. It's like if you're loving people, everyone, that you come into contact every day, then your level of grace, your mm. level of understanding just becomes, you know, a little bit better. And I mean, I've had some tough years as well to a point where I'm like, I'm not loving this. I'm not doing yeah, what I'm yeah, enjoying. Yeah. I'm really having to evaluate. Is this what I want to be doing with my life? Mm. Yeah. And uh, and to make some very conscious decisions in that. But I think that's mm. it. It's like, know why we're doing it. We want to make a difference. Mm -hmm. We want to love people. Yeah. We, want, we want to have, raise five little people that change the world, right? Mm. Wow. And be part of it ourselves. And be part of it ourselves. And enjoy, and enjoy even the hard days. Yeah. Because that is the challenge. There's been a lot of hard days this last couple of years. I, oh, yeah. And you look, the point is the hard days you learn. Yeah. Ah, that's when you really start to grow as a person. It's not in that fun, glorious, life is pretty, the birds are singing. Like, oh, you're not learning anything, Oh, my right? goodness. I, so... And a lot of people tend to forget we were flying from New Caledonia, which is a small country between Fiji and Australia, with four kids. Uh, well, actually, three kids, and Tracy was pregnant. And then we flew all the way back to Canada, back to Tracy's originally from Ottawa. And then we had, there was flights delays. We had a stroller. We had this. We had that. And it was to say the least, I use profanity pretty much, you know, <laughs> 17 hours out of our 19 hour trip. Right. And, and you guys, you've probably, you've traveled with, with children. So it's not easy. You're always watching and everybody's carrying something and you want to make sure that everybody carries their own stuff. And then you, one kid goes around and the security guard says to your wife, Hey, why are you wearing your bracelet? And your wife explodes on him. Oh, I'm, I'm just <laughs> stating. <laughs> uh, and then you look back at those events, right? There's a poopy diaper that ran all over on, came out of just like a minute before boarding. And so there's... Another thing I said I wouldn't talk about. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right. Martin's show. Martin's <laughs> So you're like, okay, yeah. And then you get back to it and we're looking at the pictures about two weeks ago. And you go, you remember that trip? And you laugh about yeah. how you said, okay, from now on, we change the diaper, even if it doesn't need to be changed, we change the diaper an hour before we go onto the plane. We check this out. Everybody carries one suitcase. So that continuous improvement mindset of there's no failure. Yes. Exactly. Where you just to learn to learn. travel better. You just, and then we were a lot more efficient. We're like, okay, yeah. flip-flops, two pairs of short, four t-shirts, the rest we can buy over there. Exactly. And then that's what you learn and you set aside the budget for it. So I think that it kind of it brings it all for kind of full focus and sorry, full spectrum, full circle about learning. It's not about failure is not about an event. In my opinion, it's about how do you prepare to learn on a daily basis? Yeah. Right. So that, that, you know, that it's, it's going to happen. There's better days that you're a little bit in front, but you learn that. But if you set the meter to your point, 20 miles a day, that's what you need to achieve. Yeah. So exactly. Exactly. And know what the 20 miles look like. I think that's, that is a big thing is that people don't plan their 20 miles, right? They don't know what is the five things I need to do today. Mm -hmm. They just getting up and going into the office is not winning. I agree. Plan, then, do, then, track, adjust. Exactly. Yeah. Stay yeah. there. Yeah, right? If you're going to just show up, 
than than for the the yeah. shower. We have so much respect for people that come in, do a great job, and like, oh, I'm done. Do you want to give me more work? No, go home. But you know, it's yeah, it's, for sure. It's just turn up and do your absolutely. Do your well, thank you very much, very much. Thank you very much for being on. And I have not had a pick me. So, no, you've been doing very well. I know. Yeah. And I, we said it last time, but man, oh man, pick me, pick me. Oh my goodness. Mm. I absolutely love the little teapucks. Oh, don't even think about it. It's like, boop, boop, oh. done. Tea's hey, ready. It's just, oh, at oh. home. We're like, oh, and that blueberry flavored one is, yeah. in yeah. my opinion. They'll be on Good Morning America's Christmas list. What? Yes, yes. Yeah. 40 boxes. So yeah. starting November 15th. So there's lots of great things. That's, that's why I'm saying you can never stop. Yeah, that's true. You can so never, we might not have reached our Christmas goals no. last year, but hopefully this year. Yeah, don't stop. Don't give up. You've got to, got to keep going. Like it's life is, it's a long journey, but enjoy it and enjoy the journey you're going on like it's uh great yeah. things are going to happen you just haven't met it yet that's all santa claus if you're listening yeah. <laughs> put her christmas tree up early yes oh, her wish you gotta listen so. put it on christmas as well thank you very much both for being on the show it's nice to see we're in front of the camera this time as well so face to face right yeah. thank you very much uh fountainheads the studio we're here today so with that being said, my name is Martin Hunter. I'm the host of What CEOs Talk About. So thank you for listening and watching. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Martin. Thanks for tuning in to What CEOs Talk About. Make sure to click subscribe to get notified about future episodes or check us out at www.whatceostalkabout.com.